Welcome to the Infertile Mafia. That's Kayla. And that's Sarah. Coming up on this action-packed episode, Sarah, I like this thing that you wrote for me. (laughs) Thank you. Coming up on this action-packed episode, we have ex-BFF assholes. Ooh, I can't wait to hear about that. The government making decisions that could affect your access to infertility treatments, mafia meetings, and puppy therapy. Ooh, don't you want to listen? I do. I I have a question about puppy therapy, like for you. Oh, for me? Yeah. Uh, Because I'm allergic to them? (laughs) Yeah, because you're, you're not like really an animal person, so... I love I, that you 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 have said this many times, and I've corrected well, you many times. It's not that I'm not an animal person. I'm just allergic to them. Well, you can't <laughs> touch animals without. Yeah, I know, but I don't want you to. I don't want people to think that I don't like animals because I do. I just I'm allergic. You like them from afar. <laughs> yes, I like, think I'm slightly allergic to cats, but I work through it. <laughs> You don't have any cats, right? Yeah, I, I used to. Oh, okay. In high school, we had 10 cats. Oh, yeah, that's right. You've said that before. But that's insane. <laughs> it, it's not as crazy as it sounds. Like, you didn't see them all the time. Sorry, anyway. I didn't mean to make you sound not like an animal person. I just wondered what cute things you like oh oh yeah sure sure okay good yeah well um before we get to things like puppy therapy uh let's plug our live show sarah and the chicagoland walk of hope take one of them which one you got i guess i'll talk about the walk of hope because it's first that's true they're on the same day but it's the chicagoland walk of hope and it's the resolve walk of hope to raise money for resolve which is a they go to like washington dc for all of us infertiles to fight for things like insurance coverage because a lot of states do not have mandated insurance coverage so a lot of us do not have access to fertility treatments unless you have an extra fifteen to twenty thousand dollars just laying around yeah which or you get it financed or whatever you know but right that's what resolve does so the walk of hope is just it's like any normal five i don't think it's a 5k i think it's like a mile so it's not even a 5k but yeah it's pretty short (laughs) yeah it's short and it's it's close to the airport in chicago are there multiple airports around chicago yes there are two it's close to the chicago o'hare airport okay so it's close to that one (laughs) and it's at nine o'clock in the morning i'm coming up for it it's on june 8th we haven't said the date yet june 8th 2019 9 (laughs) a.m We're going to be walking around a park, and we are doing it to raise money for Resolve. Walking around a park dressed in orange, possibly with a vagina or a penis on our shirt, so that people go, <laughs> what are these crazy ladies doing? We and could men. make We could make a penis mane, you know, like that question we always ask people. That's what we should do. The vagina on the forehead, the penis is down the back. You know, I probably won't do that, but... A penisaurus. Yeah. Yeah. 
We, um, you can take your children with you to the walk. I, yes. I've seen many people bring kids in strollers if that's something that you're like, oh, I don't know if I should go because I have kids. Uh, it's a big group from many different backgrounds and whatever, you know. You know what I'm trying to say. There's going to be a lot of people there supporting infertility awareness. Correct. We'll be there. And we have a team. And you can join our team. Because we're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have some work to do if we're going to win, though. To join the team, or if you just want to donate, and you can credit our team so that the funds kind of, they go in with the Infertile Mafia podcast team, just Google Chicagoland Walk of Hope, because I can't actually tell you that it's too, too many You can slashes. do a little work. Okay. Yeah, Chicagoland Walk of Hope, and then on their homepage, there is a search uh you know, there's a search field. Just search Infertile Mafia Podcast. Boom. Donate or join boom, the team. Bang. Yeah. That's it. Just join. It'll take less than 30 seconds. Uh, it might take a little while <laughs> if you're going to actually join the team because you have to fill out your information. Okay. But to donate, it doesn't take that long. No. To actually yeah. register to be at the walk. Right. It takes a little uh, time. Do you want to talk about the live show? Yeah, so later that day on June 8th, Saturday, June 8th, uh, Sarah and I are hosting a live taping of the Infertile Mafia podcast at the Abbott Mansion, which happens to be my house, and it's pretty sweet. <laughs> so if you want to find out where Kayla lives <laughs> or come to her house, come to the live show. It's, it'll be like a little cocktail party is how I would describe it yes it's mostly a party um it's mostly a party where we happen to record a show and we just we're going to involve all the people at the party it's going to be an interactive show it's going to be super fun our house we haven't talked about my new house on the podcast yet which we don't have to do that now haven't we yeah we've mentioned it but it's perfect for events like this which is something we thought of when we bought it we wanted to host um, live musicians like do house shows and other things like this it's it's a um, historical landmark here in Chicago because it's 125 years old super old Victorian and it's just it's a really cool venue so I'm excited I'm um, excited too I'm gonna ghost hunt <laughs> <laughs> well I'm because if I it's ha- that old it has to have ghosts oh no it was a funeral home for 40 years plus that in fact, when we get to Out of the Box, I have my first ghost story from the <gasps> house. You do? I do. I totally do. Um, but to get... So, oh, I should say, the tickets, we are only... We have, like, less than 10 tickets left. So um, we are closing ticket sales a week from yesterday. So you have six days left to get your tickets. As of today, we have less than 10 tickets left. So if you're kind of on the fence um, and you're just thinking about it, I don't know, definitely go ahead and get your tickets. You can get them on our website, infertilemafia.com. And if you want to bring a friend, if you want to bring your spouse, anybody is welcome. This is not any kind of exclusive type deal. and if you're not in the Chicagoland area and you can't come, but you know someone who is, um, let, you know, share it with people. I know a lot of you are in other Facebook groups or community groups, infertility um, support 
groups um, just share it in all the places if you know anyone in the area that might could just use some support some friends that get what they're going through and certainly a lot of laughter because you know that's what Sarah and I are about so and some swag and some swag that's right we're having giveaways and swag Um, we're partnering with our friends Christine you know her as Infertility Illustrated and Lauren you know her as Integrative Fertility both on Instagram, and they're both contributing to our swag bags. So go get your tickets, infertilemafia.com. <sighs> Is that everything? Did I, I did think we cover so. it all? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm just, I'm so excited um, that, that we get to like meet people finally. Me too. And I'm each other for crying out loud. I'm nervous for I know. the show. <laughs> <laughs> No, Sarah, there's going to be, we have six men registered. Yay. So that means, like, I don't know that there have ever been six men that have listened to this podcast ever. <laughs> so. Uh, um, so Ashley, she's in the Facebook group. She's one of my good friends. She was listening to My Favorite Murder mm-hmm. and while cooking dinner and her husband came in. He's like, why is Sarah talking about murder? on her podcast (laughs) wait i wonder which one she thought you were probably georgia i don't know oh do you not listen to it i've listened to one or two episodes i love my favorite murder do you remember like in the early days someone compared our podcast to my favorite murder like yeah thanks (laughs) thanks for flattering me but we're nowhere near that no offense sarah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I yeah, I have no idea. I've listened to one episode, and it yeah. was interesting, the one I listened to, it. but I just, I don't know. I listen to other podcasts. I listen to Mysterious Universe yes, a majority of the time. Yes, that's one of your favorites. So. The thing I love about that podcast, I think, well, I guess the thing we can, um, the comparison I can draw between us and them is that they take a very serious topic, murder, and they put a humorous spin on it as a means of like coping with the terribleness of murder, which right. I feel like is you could just plug in infertility with what I said, and that's kind of what we are trying to do. It's a similar beat. So, what's first on the agenda today? Well, I I wrote on there we need a new tagline, and then I said someone create one for us. <laughs> so if you have a tagline for us, or if you have any ideas, let us know. So why do you think we need it? Do we even have a tagline? We don't have a like tagline. Like the eggs and balls and stuff. Oh. Yeah, see, I wouldn't even call a that a tagline. tagline. Yeah, it, I mean. I mean, it's it's funny, but it doesn't go well on a shirt or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess. People would be like, eggs and balls and stuff. What does that mean? Well, but isn't that what you want out of a tagline? You want someone to be like, what does that mean? You want them uh, to be intrigued? I People are annoying in public, so I don't know if I would want to answer that question because then you have to go into detail and they're like, I don't What? Have I you tried right, to put sure. a pillow under your butt after sex? Like, <laughs> then again, any tagline about an infertility podcast is probably going to raise some questions. I'm yeah, just saying. So. But anyway, so anyway. should we go on to news? Let's go on to news. I don't know if I... <laughs> There's been a lot of talk about all of the abortion stuff in our Facebook group. 
like all the states passing laws. So I think the point of the states passing laws are like if there's enough states passing these anti-abortion laws, then it'll force a Supreme Court decision. Yeah. I think that's the point of all this. Right. People have their opinion on it one way or another, but some of these laws could impede on people's abilities to get infertility treatment. Right. Which is concerning. It's very concerning. Did I just, like, talk way too much? No. I feel like I did. No, you didn't talk way too much, but I can tell you're uncomfortable about the topic. I am, because, like, you're not going to change anyone's minds. Like, people have their opinions about it, and, like, discussing it isn't going... Well, okay, saying that. Like, talking about it amongst yourselves with people that aren't going to change their opinions is, like, it's pointless, right? (laughs) Um, but (laughs) I feel like most people don't realize the implications on infertiles this could have. And some of the things are just really stupid, like saying that you have to have an atopic pregnancy in your fallopian tube reimplanted in your uterus. Insanity. Like, if you could make an embryo implant in your uterus... Don't you think everyone who did IVF would get pregnant? (laughs) Right. Or everyone who's ever had an ectopic pregnancy would have already tried that by now. But it it is literally impossible. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Where did they, like, where did that even come from? Some dumbass in Ohio. Like, do you think they're like, oh, let's put this in there as a uh, good solution it's it's never been done like and guys that's not just me and sarah talking there are medical professionals doctors out there saying this is not a thing it's never been done it's not a thing once it implants (laughs) in the wall like you can't move it that's why people have placenta previa and like all these issues well like if you can move a it's like transplanting an baby. organ that's yeah. the size of a mustard seed. Well, it's not even that. Like, once it's in there, it's in that place. Yeah. And it can't, the placenta can move based on your uterus growing, but you can't move it from where it went in the wall <laughs> or in, in the fallopian tube. The only way that an atopic pregnancy is going to be moved out of a fallopian tube as if it doesn't continue. Or your fallopian tube will explode and you could die. Yeah, those are your two options with an ectopic pregnancy, unfortunately. So we should back up. What Sarah is talking about is it's not a law, it's a proposed bill in the Ohio State Senate. This person who drafted this bill proposed that instead of using... For example, a drug like methotrexate, which I know some of you have had to use for ectopic pregnancies, they, these types of drugs would be banned. And instead, they would force you, the patient, to undergo an invasive surgery to, quote, remove the embryo from your fallopian tubes and try to reimplant it in the uterus. It's complete insanity. It's not a thing. 
No, it's not possible. It's not possible. Like, you can't. It, it doesn't work. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> it's just... Uh, so, depending on the state, they this could affect how... Like, this could affect embryos. Yes. Which but, is what we want to... Yeah. Yeah, at address. the same time, they're like, oh, we don't care about embryos that are not inside someone's body. Most of the time, that's the case, but you don't know if it could change. That's what they're. That's what people are saying now. Yeah. So but if it it could set a president, precedent, 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 precedent. <laughs> a president. Not, it could set a president. No, it could pre- set a precedent. Did I say that right? Yep, I did. And then it could start impeding on. Uh, how many embryos, like PGS testing, because, I mean, if the lab sees that an embryo will would have Down syndrome, they discard them. So they could start making PGS testing outlawed. I don't know. It could snowball. I know this is like triggering for people because you the word abortion in a crowd of people with infertility the word abortion is already maybe we should say smishmortion (laughs) do you know what movie that's from no it's it's from knocked up oh geez no i just i know it's a hard topic it's like it's so emotionally charged, even if you're not someone who's going through infertility. And if you are, there's this extra layer to it because uh, even just like a theoretical discussion of having an abortion can be really triggering. So I just want to like honor that and acknowledge that for people. So for me, I don't think I will ever have a clear answer on the topic of abortion because like many things in my life, I hate being forced into a binary choice (laughs) of it's either this or that, because I feel like this is one of those things like many other things in life, it's not black and white. The same way that like a human isn't like, snap your fingers and they're instantly formed. They happen, a human is formed through a long process. And so this is just, it's just very gray. Honestly, as someone in our Facebook group said, there's a lot of nuance here. So, yeah. For example, I mean, well, do I agree abortion should be used as a means of birth control? No, of course not. Nay. (laughs) But do I believe a woman who has been raped should be able to terminate a pregnancy? Yes, I do. And above all, I hate the idea hate the idea of the federal government regulating what should be a decision between me and my family and my doctor. That is my personal opinion. Yeah, I just, like you were saying, it just gets like such a slippery slope because, I don't know, I, there's never going to be a clear answer as to when, when the exact moment that a person becomes a person. <laughs> Peter, my husband, said they're trying to make it like it's a personhood thing. They're trying to make it so that a fetus is a has rights and all that, like personhood. Right. 
Right. He's like, so does that mean we can get life insurance on them at eight weeks and like mm-hmm. all of that type of thing? Like, huh, I don't know. Oh, I mean, obviously you can't, but. Well, no, exactly. I feel like, um, <laughs> I mean, if, an em- if a five-day-old embryo is a person, if they're given personhood rights in the same way that you and I are, quote-unquote, like persons under the law, I think some people, a lot of people, may take issue to you keeping a human, quote-unquote, person on ice for an indefinite amount of time. Or creating embryos that you inevitably will not use. And that's what we mean by it's, um, I would just kindly say to any listeners out there that are 100% pro-life, that you have to consider that option if you're someone who is considering IVF or considering freezing embryos or you have frozen embryos. Don't think that you're immune to this type of... Like, you and I have been talking about this for a year. The largest Christian entity in the world, the Catholic Church, does not support IVF. Right. And if you think that the same people that are anti-abortion are pro-IVF, I think you're naive. (laughs) Yeah. So I just think it's something that you should think about. Because while I understand the position that people usually take that are pro-life, like, no, life begins at conception, and this is going to be a person, and I understand that stance and that that position but I think you have to think about (laughs) um yeah like you said Sarah if if this meant if voting if meant if pro-life meant being like no IVF treatments would you still support it would you still be pro-life yeah that was my question yeah but then okay we can bring it back up like (laughs) because some of the things these people are saying Oh my gosh, like, okay, we already talked about the ectopic pregnancy thing. The other thing I wanted to bring up about the Alabama senator who, so Alabama just passed their, um, the, there was just, a sweeping, like, no abortion. No at all. abortion, like, no exceptions. The only exception made would be for, um, some would be if the woman's life is in danger, which then my next question is, who gets to decide that? Like, is it the doctor or is it the government that gets to decide whether or not your life is, quote unquote, in danger? Well, it's so, the government, obviously. I, I guess so, if they're making the law, which is just <laughs> very scary. Um, the senator that sponsored the bill in Alabama. So when they were debating it on the floor, um, he had a Democrat, an opposing Democrat, ask him the question, like, are you making any exceptions for things like rape or incest? And his response was, and I quote, a woman can have an abortion up until the point when she knows she's pregnant. What? <laughs> what does that mean? So that that's a no? Wait. Sir. Sir. Did you hear what you just said, sir? Excuse me. Um, can you rub two brain cells together, please? Were people like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. But on Actually, the he didn't other even... side. 
Sorry, go ahead. No, I was I just going to say, he. I should clarify. He didn't actually say the word abortion. He said, oh, he said, a woman, all the options are available that are available now. That's the way he used it. All the options that are available now are available up until the point when she knows she's pregnant. So That doesn't make sense. Okay, so does this man, is he, is he implying that any time you have unprotected sex and there's a chance that you're pregnant, run out and get an abortion real quick just to make sure before you know that you're pregnant? He's saying the plan B pill, basically. He's, which isn't even the, it's not going to cause an abortion. I'm going to bet my life it's, he doesn't know what the plan B pill is because he's talking out of his ass because he doesn't know anything. This is such a touchy subject. Not touchy. It's just emotionally charged. And I mean, yeah, I get if you're still listening and you're still with us, like, I hope everyone understands. Like, a lot of these are our personal opinions. Sometimes we're like speaking on behalf of the community. I don't feel like I'm doing that right now. I'm just speaking for myself. Um, and like I said, I don't have all the answers on it. And I don't think that I ever will have a clear answer. But at this point in time, these types of laws scare me. And I feel like we should pay attention to them because they do have pretty serious implications for assisted reproductive technology yeah and if you're too bliss like me you'd be shit out of luck <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's no other option besides ivf oh yeah okay so should we move is. on yeah, I mean, it, this has been talked about in the Facebook group quite a bit. And everyone has, I haven't seen anyone be disrespectful in discussing it. Yeah. Which I'm proud of you guys. Me too. Um, in fact, I yeah, thank you for bringing that up because I think it's a really, um, like, important point to point out. <laughs> because there's so much mudslinging on this topic. Like people's social media feeds lately because i to me i just can't take a hard stance one way or the other i feel like that just alienates people and there's no like you were saying there's no budging someone who's just like dug their heels in like what point is it to just like yell at someone about how right you think that you are i feel like a topic like this in my opinion that's very gray requires a lot of understanding on both sides. So I appreciate that people have been so, um, yeah, have just been like very civil and everyone's been very kind talking about the topic when I know it's like, it's very hard topic to talk, talk about. So very awkward. Thanks for keeping it real in the Facebook yeah. group. Real yeah, kosher. You guys, are, you guys are great. Yeah, totally. Oh, uh, side note about the Facebook group. If you've tried to get in and you haven't answered the questions. You got to answer the questions. <laughs> you're not getting in. <laughs> so Sorry. If your request is sitting there, it's because you haven't answered the questions. It's just our rule, okay? We just, I feel like that has, that rule has been really good to us because there's a lot of people that don't get into that Facebook group because they don't answer the questions. They're three easy questions. Yeah. 
you can do it you can do it we're not gonna and we've had some people give really funny answers great answers um facebook groups are changing i don't know if you've seen any of the stuff about that i have but there's some sort of new feature where they are allowing people to have a moderator post anonymous anonymously for them anonymously <laughs> anonymously okay i haven't heard so, this um yeah based i something like they send a request to an admin or a moderator and then they'll post on behalf of the anonymous person somehow so oh. if you have something you want to say or if you have a question but you're too too shy i'm shy to oh. ask. okay i didn't we, know we that. could we could ask it to the group for you that's and, a good uh, that's yeah. i didn't know about that but so, i didn't know that that was a an option so yeah there are so many new things coming to facebook groups like so many new things and it's pretty cool they also we'll kick you out if you're not active they do. I didn't so, know that. I thought that's what you were going to say. They have like a new algorithm that's like, oh, you don't like this group. I'm just going to bump you right out. I've not, I haven't seen anything about that one, but I guess yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes both of us a little nervous about Facebook in general, which is why we have a few things in the works. <laughs> you mean that they, they own the land? Yeah, I mean, nothing's... It's like a library, and we're all just showing up for reading time. Exactly, but you don't know the room is bugged. Mm -hmm. Or they might move reading time, and we won't even know. Exactly. We'll show up, and everything will be gone. And there's just a sign on the door, and then you go talk to the librarian. She's like, sorry, we moved reading time. What are you going to do about it? This is my library, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, librarians are sassy. (laughs) Every librarian I know is, and they have a lot of cats, which is why yeah. none of them are my friends. This <laughs> this girl I went to college with was going for library science. She came to class once, and she had scratches all over <laughs> her. And I was like, what happened to you? And she said she was trying to put caps on her cat's clothes. I mean... <laughs> Can she be more of a stereotype right now? <laughs> the cat, the cat totally tore her up. You know what? She deserves it. <laughs> I'm sorry to all the librarians out there. I'm sorry. Shh! I'll be quiet. I heard you. Okay. <laughs> Our local librarians are very cool. She was cool too, but I just thought that was funny that her. <laughs> That is she, funny. She was all scratched up because she was trying to put caps on her cat's claws. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's switch gears. Tell me this story about your RE, about meeting your RE. Okay, so <laughs> did you read what I wrote? Yes. Okay, I'm going to read it. Can I read okay. it? Sarah, sure. Sarah wrote, no one fucking recognizes me. <laughs> But my RE did after not seeing me for a year and a half. Was it because he's been inside of me? <laughs> <laughs> so I went to a uh, homeowners association meeting with my parents because I, 
it's a long story, but I prepared all of the invoices and stuff, and I was I just was going to help out. Anyway, so we get there, and their neighbors are like, "Hi, and who are you?" I'm like, "You've known me. How long have you? We've been neighbors like twelve years." <laughs> multiple people were like and who are you i'm like i'm sarah they're like oh hey and then one lady who i'm pretty okay in her defense she's probably an alcoholic (laughs) she's like who are you i'm like i'm sarah i've been to your pool (gasps) like we've talked a lot and she's like and you're so pretty (laughs) I was like, is that a compliment? Like, you sound surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I said, thank you. I don't know how to take that. And you're so stupid. Backhanded compliment. (laughs) Yeah, I love those. But that's just to say no one recognizes me. Mm. I don't know if it's because I'm short or like, so no one looks at my face. (laughs) (laughs) But... My RE, he's very tall. I was at the hospital because my dad he's was having. Very tall. He's very tall. Like I was that at, matters. <laughs> because I was saying no one recognizes me because I'm short and they don't look at me. I know, but that's not a thing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Is my face just forgettable? Not to me. <sighs> I, I recognize know. that face anywhere. <laughs> I could, yeah, but. I was at the hospital. My dad was having uh, surgery, and my RE saw me from across the room, and I went to the bathroom, and he talked to my mom while I was in the bathroom, and he's like, is she here seeing another doctor? (laughs) But he recognized me, and no one recognizes me, and that made me feel really special. This happened a while ago, but it was just brought up because that homeowner association meeting was yesterday. That should make you feel special. Maybe there's something to that. Because can I tell you about, well, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast when I just got to hang out with my Ari. Remember at that thing I went to? Yeah, yeah. So I went to this thing in Chicago. Um, It was put on by um, Eggology. Okay, her name is Valerie Landis. She has a podcast called Eggology that's about egg freezing. And she did this event here in Chicago, and there were a couple REs there, Dr. Jelani from Vios, and then my RE, Dr. Woodmolo, she's at um, the Center for Reproductive Medicine at Rush University. Anyway, they were there, like, talking about egg freezing, and so Valerie invited me to this event. Anyway, long story short, after the event, they... Like, everyone was clamoring around the REs because they wanted to go talk to them and ask them all these questions. And so I was like, I'll just wait my turn. And then she was starting to, like, head toward the door, and I caught her, and I was like, Dr. Woodmolo, do you remember me? (laughs) (laughs) She walked, she came right at me. She was like, of course I remember you. And she just gave me this huge hug there were so many tears i can't see that woman and not cry i just love her so much i do that's so sweet it was yeah so i mean i got to hang out with my ari and drink wine 
and talk about, like, she asked about the family, she asked about the twins, and she had tears in her eyes, too, just, like, not, I don't think because of me, but I think it's just touching when she hears from patients, like, I mean, she changed my life. She's like, I remember being inside of you. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that time you stuck a catheter in my cervix and it was oh so good. Remember that time you got me pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) Does that make you my baby mama? (laughs) (laughs) Because you're rich, right? (laughs) Right. No, it was really fun. That's so cool. We've both had recent sightings. I told her, like, I was there sort of promoting the podcast, so I handed her one of our little flyers. And I was like, oh, I have a podcast about infertility. It felt like such a dork. <laughs> <laughs> and But anyway, I was like, I asked her, I said, um, I asked her if she'd come on the show. She was like, yes, I would love to anytime. So maybe she'll come on the show. But then she also said she doesn't know how to listen to podcasts. So we might have some work to do. (laughs) Were you like, oh, honey. Oh, honey. You probably have an app for it. Well, you know what? I give her props because it's like she's kind of a busy woman getting people pregnant. She doesn't have a lot of time for podcasts. So I give her a pass. You know, I think that I have the misconception that most intelligent people are techie. Mm. And we were talking about this before we started recording. Yeah. Your husband is not techie. Not at all. But I expected him to be because no. he's like, he's smart and successful. Yeah. But smart and successful does not equal techie. I mean, I, I know some real moochers <laughs> that are super techie live in, in well, their yeah. parents' oh basement. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Techie does not mean much it's, it's those <laughs> i know you're thinking of those gamer boys i'm thinking i call them dirty don't boys grow up they yes i call them dirty boys because you run into them and they look like they haven't showered in about three weeks because they've been playing them. their video game all night they've been gaming they they look like they haven't showered and it's not so much of a hangover as a hangover slash i stayed up till 4 a.m and ate pizza at 5 a.m and slept for about eight hours, so I woke up for the day at like two p.m. and here I am trying to show up for work. It's that. And kind. I just smoked a joint, so I'm a little high. And I just smoked a joint, yeah. So my that's why my pup that explains my pupils. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you now that I'm high. <laughs> yes. So techie does not. I think it's just like I think that's like any other talent, you know. Like, yeah, it, there's so many different talents in the world and being tech savvy is one of them. My husband is super techy. Awesome. He's like the fix it. I think it's the engineering side of him. Of course. Yes. He's like, I, I can fix it. I can make a diagram and I can fix it and it'll work. And here we go. Here's my spreadsheet. Carry the one. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I had him make the HOA spreadsheet for me. <laughs> nice. I'm like, can you make like a auto-populating spreadsheet? <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing. Bill knows his way around a spreadsheet. <laughs> we'll see. See, that. that's what I... So I consider that techie because Excel is very difficult for me. <laughs> I don't like it either. I was going to say, I assume it's not 
super great for you either. No, remember what I said? Like, I don't like anything binary in life. (laughs) Zeros and ones. Life is much more complicated than that. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, zero, one, 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 zero, 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 one, 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 zero, one, one, zero, one, one, one. No. Yeah. There's a lot more nuance. Anyway, tell Um, me about puppies. Puppy therapy. Um, So puppy therapy, there there was a study that um, couples were shown. Okay. So there was a control group who were shown neutral pictures when talking about their partner. And then... There was another group that was shown, like, cute puppy pictures when talking about their partner, and this was done over time. And the couples who were shown the cute puppy pictures had a better view and were happier with their partner on average (laughs) than the neutral pictures because they associated, like, those happy puppy feelings or kitten feelings or, you know, lizards, whatever you're into. (laughs) Lizard. <laughs> the, lizards. I am not a reptile person. <laughs> I am. I had an iguana and he was an asshole. I hated him. <laughs> he bit me and he whipped me with his tail. Mm. He was just mean. What was his name? Nelly, like the rapper. Oh. <laughs> Did he also have a tiny band-aid under his eye? <laughs> yeah. You can find May in St. Louis. It's getting hot in here. So, so hot. let me shed all my scales. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. But okay. so back to puppy therapy. Um, basically, happy pictures make you happier. So looking at puppies helps your marriage is the moral of the story. Um, like positive association. I mean, I could see that. Someone in the Facebook group said, I've been looking at my happy, cute Pinterest board. And that's what mm, sent me down a rabbit hole. Oh. So, yeah. Facebook group. Great group of people. It is a great group of people. There's just some really, just some class acts in there. Um, So when you're sad, when you're doing shots... Look at cute puppy pictures. <laughs> or to then help would you, you associate puppies with shots? To be careful. No, you'd associate shots with puppies. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> yeah, because puppies are so fluffy. And so that made me think of puppies, and I went to this puppy place and played with some puppies. <laughs> you know, Sarah's designer so puppies. Distracted. What? Since Sarah's so easily distracted, I can relate. I am. I'm like, squirrel? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm like, I walk into a room. I'm like, why did I come in here? Oh, I do that all the time. You're like a puppy. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, designer puppies need socialization, too. Well, of course. I mean, I think that makes sense. Like, the, the last episode we did together, Sarah, remember when I talked about my vortex of feelings? Like... The things that I'm looking at and consuming certainly affect that. So if I'm like Mm -hmm. sit around and watch something depressing all day, I'm probably not going to be in a super happy mood like around my husband and other people. But if I this is why I watched Gilmore Girls when I was going through a miscarriage. I mean, not to get dark on everyone, but I needed something to counterbalance the deep, dark depression. I need something like light. My show is Ridiculousness. I don't know that show. (laughs) 
it's people being stupid and getting hurt. It's really funny. So it's like 2019 version of Jackass? <laughs> no, it's like 2019 version of America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh. But more towards the Jackass type of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Tosh.0, but Tosh.0 is gross. So the moral of the story is everyone should look at puppies or whatever makes you happy. Look at things that will make you laugh or smile when you're doing things that would make you sad. Oh, This is good advice. Look at things that would make you happy when you're doing things that would make you sad. <laughs> yeah. You just sounded like a cavewoman. <laughs> Speaking of sad things, Grumpy Cat died. I know. Rest in peace, hey, Grumpy Let's Cat. pause and have a moment of silence. And, and anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's continue on to a short question and answer segment here. The first one is about the Walk of Hope fundraiser. And the question was, how much money has the Walk of Hope fundraiser made? If we all gave just $10, we'd be killing it. And you are right. We know how many people listen to this podcast. If every single one of you gave $10, we would completely take over the fundraiser. And we'd win. And we'd win. Sarah's like, more importantly, I would win. Because <laughs> it's a competition. We have raised, as of today, well, I haven't checked it today, but as of yesterday, we've raised $183, which is awesome. Like... That's awesome. I'm pumped. Not bad. No, not bad. Go to their website, donate on behalf of the Infertile Mafia podcast. Okay, are there, next question, are there any people with secondary infertility in the mafia? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, of course there is. Yes. R? Is R. Which one is it? I don't know. (laughs) Of course we're related, we're (laughs) we're recording late at night and my brain is fried. And I'm drinking rosé. And I drank before this. <laughs> According to Resolve, for anyone who doesn't know, the inability to conceive or have a full-term pregnancy after having had children without difficulty before is the definition of secondary infertility. So I'm guessing whoever's asking this question, I feel like women with secondary infertility have a uniquely difficult time. Some Sometimes... I feel like they probably sometimes get shade from the infertility community because well, at least you have a kid. Yeah. People are like, oh, you already have a kid. Why are you nah, nah, so nah. blah, blah, you know, like, yeah, which is not fair. That's not cool. And I would put it in a similar category as like people with recurrent pregnancy loss or people with unexplained infertility, even that just don't have like answers to the question. And there's another group that's kind of a weird place people who have genetic issues yes who aren't technically quote infertile who can get pregnant right but they could pass on mm-hmm. this genetic issue that they don't want to pass on so they're doing ivf exactly yeah I, you know you're totally right i would put them in the same category guys you're all welcome here everyone is welcome in the mafia as far as sarah and i are concerned 
and where your mob bosses. But yes, there are lots of women with secondary infertility um, in our Facebook group, in the linked group, bosses and babies. Yes, there's lots of women that fall into that category. So you're totally welcome. Yeah. Um, the next question, why do PGS embryos fail, fail even with an ERA test? So PGS is pre-genetic screen embryos? Pre-implantation genetic screening. Yep. What? Oops. Okay. <laughs> no, you said it. You, you got okay. it. And then an ERA test means Endometrial what? receptive assay. Okay. <laughs> it's just testing right. testing the lining of the uterus to make if sure. If we it's... knew, we'd be rich. <laughs> I know. Oh. I know. Clearly, but, we don't know the answer to that question. Um, I think some of the time, maybe they aren't testing for a specific issue the embryo might have because there's things that they probably can't even test for absolutely yeah like when we interviewed dr shaheen um one thing that she said to me that has stuck out and i loved this about her because she's a doctor and it would be easy for her to i don't know like have the attitude that she has all the answers because she does have a lot more answers than most of us do. But I remember her saying to us, like, the more I do this, the more humbled I am by how much I don't know. Because even, like you were just saying, even with the te- the amount of testing that we do have and even like an ERA test, it could be different from one day to the next. And so as, quote, advanced as our testing is, there's still so much that it that. We're limited by, you know. Yeah. Nothing's a sure thing, unfortunately. No. So. But there's, it's a way higher rate of success with a tested embryo. Yes. Um, And I don't know about ERA tests. I had one. You didn't have to have one, did you? No, I didn't. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like there's... I go back and forth with that one, too. It's like, I don't know. We don't have to go down that rabbit hole. But to me, I'm always like, why are we waiting until after we've had, like, two failed transfers to do an ERA? That'd be a question I have for for a RE. Because it seems like... Uh, it's kind of a... If you don't need it, it's kind of a waste of time. How do you know you don't need it until you've had two failed transfers? Well, I mean, that's how you... Yeah. Yeah. It's do you take the chance? You take the chance. Are you betting that you do need it? Or are you betting that you don't need it? I know. That's the thing. So. It's like, which which cost is higher? Like, the transferring the embryo and taking a chance on that? Or the cost of the test? Like, I don't know. Let the patient decide. So, the test is a mock cycle, right? It's a mock you cycle. Take all the drugs. You do all the drugs. And you just don't transfer. Exactly. And then instead of transferring, they go in and take a piece of your... They take a biopsy of your uterine lining, which is not fun. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. It kind of hurt like a bitch. (laughs) I bet. I mean, it wasn't... I would put it between the saline sonogram and the HSG. Like, it wasn't as bad as the HSG was 
for me personally. Some people don't have any trouble with the HSG. But, um, yeah, it wasn't comfortable. So, I don't know. None of them are, though. You guys know this. Shoving things up your vajingo is not comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's for fun. Even then, sometimes it's not comfortable. (laughs) Okay. Should we do our last question? Should we save it for out of the box since it's not fertility related? Sure. We'll save it for out of the box. Out of the box. Sarah, we haven't sung it in so long. I know. I can't wait to sing it at the live show. (gasps) Sarah, we should make a long play version of out of the box. Sounds like a plan. I see your ukulele over there. I'll grab my guitar. Let's just whip something up, okay? Okay. (laughs) Oh, here she goes. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the box. An A something. (laughs) That was. Do you have perfect pitch? um, I don't have perfect pitch, but if you just played an open chord on a ukulele, it's like a C major chord with a. No? You played a chord? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, okay, so. What's our question? Oh, what kind of wine do you drink? Uh, you go first. Pretty much anything. The wet kind? <laughs> the kind that's alcoholic? The kind that's I, red? Uh, the kind that's white? I don't really like uh, red wine that much. Mm. But Do you have I, a story? Is there a story? No, I just don't really like it that oh, much. Okay. No story. I did find a new wine that I like a lot, and it's Sofia Coppola uh, Rosé. Oh. It's really good. And it's in a can. Well, the ones I got, they were in cans, and I love little cans of stuff. I love a wine in a can. It's so yeah. classy. <laughs> I love carbonated wine. Oh, so you like a um, Moscato or something like that? Yeah, as long as it's not too sweet. Okay. So you like champagne? Oh, yeah. Champagne's uh, my favorite. You like champagne. You don't like wine. You like champagne. Yes. Okay. This is good. Okay. For the live show, okay, first thing we're going to do, like we're going to turn the microphones on and then we're going to pop a bottle right into the Ooh, audience. and just That sounds fun. Psh, make it rain all over oh. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do that. We could saber it. Is that a is that an innuendo? Sabering it? No, like popping the wine, like opening oh. the bottle and making it. I don't know. We're making it rain fertility on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, okay, we'll have, do that. So I'm gonna. Have s- you ever sabered a bottle of wine or champagne? Like with a sword? <laughs> yeah. Um, I have not. <laughs> I saw someone do that at a wedding. <laughs> And the bottle broke. I'd have to have a sword, and I don't. <laughs> Let me go get my sword real quick. Bill doesn't have a sword? Uh, no. I, I guess a... Bill was not a dork. No, he... Okay, he doesn't have a sword, but he has other knives and hunting... He's a machete. <laughs> I have a machete. You do? I do. I bought Why? it in Honduras. Um. Yeah. So what's your favorite wine? Um... Like I said, the red kind, the white kind. I, I tend, if I had to choose, I'm going to go red. 
And then if I had to narrow it down further, I would probably, I mean, I like the spicy ones. Hmm. I like, I mean, I like a Shiraz. I like a Syrah. I like a Chianti (laughs) with fava beans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but I just, I mean, I love wine. Yeah. I know you do. I do. Got my glass right here. But I'm excited to toast with you, Sarah, and all the people at the live show. It's going to be so fun. We will have plenty of drinks, drink options. Some alcoholic, some not. Maybe some some Coke. Some pink. Cola. Some brown, some clear. I mean, Bill's like, I don't think he'll show up if I don't have gin there, so there will be gin. (laughs) Good to know. What's his favorite gin? Oh. I don't know that that man's ever met a gin he didn't like. Does he like Henderson? Is that? Hendrix. Hendrix. That's yes, what it is. Yes, he loves Hendrix. I like Bombay Sapphire. Oh, the blue kind? Mm-hmm. It's in such a pretty bottle. It is. <laughs> we used to drink a lot of gin. Not like a lot, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Gin is a great, oh, it's a great drink. Yeah. So there'll be there'll be plenty of drinks to be had at the live show, um, some food and and food. Yeah, you gotta listen. You gotta eat and drink. <laughs> we don't yeah, want we anyone don't need to get wasted. No one needs to get too sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was gonna say more, but I won't. But you won't. Okay, so should we close it out? Let's do it. Um, guess what I forgot on the outline. What? Oh, and at the closing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when Sarah makes the outline. We're like, um, what do oh, we I say now? I, I thought I did <laughs> such a good job. Okay. Well, okay. End. Before we go, don't forget the Chicagoland Walk of Hope and the Infertile Mafia podcast live show happening June 8th. You can find out all the information on our website, infertilemafia.com. That's where you can get tickets to the live show. Google Chicago Land Walk of Hope uh, to register for the walk if you want to do that or to donate on behalf of the Infertile Mafia podcast. And Sarah, what else do they need to know about us? Facebook, Instagram, you tell them. So you can actually go to our website and there are links to those things. But uh, our Facebook group is the Infertile Mafia and the Infertile Mafia Bosses and Babies. And our Instagram is... The Infertile Mafia, or is it, it's Infertile Mafia Podcast. Right. Is our handle. And then our email is infertilemafia at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, send us a funny story. We love emails. Send us a new tagline. <laughs> That's right. Um, and if you enjoy the show, give us a rating and review. We love that too. And it helps people find us. So please do that as well. And as always, guys, thanks for joining the Infernal Mafia. Uh, Goodbye. Bye.